Window World, the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at windowskansascity.com. Hey, this is really getting fun watching the Democrats squirm and wiggle and lie and stutter. Oh, it's the stuttering and the stammering that's the best. It's not the non-denials or I'd like to refer you to the president's attorneys. It's the uh, 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 uh. It's the flip, 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 flip through the pages as she's trying to read a statement that she can't even spit out. Poor Corrine Jean-Pierre has the worst job in America. Now, she'll do just fine. She'll be back on network TV at some point drawing a million-dollar-plus salary to say absolutely nothing on CNN or MSNBC. But right now, Again, I don't feel bad for her. It has to just stink out loud to go out there every day and try to defend the White House as the the ghouls are out. I mean, the knives are out on President Biden. There is no question about this, and it's coming from the left. It's not just the media. The media follow the apparatus, really, is, is basically the way this works. We talk about the, the liberal media. It's where the money is. The money's all with the Democrat Party. The money's all the money and the power all with the Democrat Party. So the media are going to follow these people and stay with them. And right now, it's pretty clear the directive from the power brokers with the Democrats is that we are done with Joe Biden. We have no real use for him left. And Corrine Jean-Pierre went out on Monday and tried, tried. I mean, I think she's probably staying loyal to her president. I don't think she's part of this deal. I think the the apparatus at the top, Obamas and Clintons and all of the George Soros type people and high tech, big tech billionaires, I think they're all sharpening their knives and coming after Joe Biden. And I do not think he's going, I never thought he was going to run for a second term, but then it looked like maybe he would. Maybe he was a little delusional. Who knows? I, I just don't think they're going to allow this. I don't think he will run. I think he's in real trouble here on this one. And again, I'm not even the guy that thinks these documents are some national security issue, but there is now, you know, we had an entire career of Joe Biden knowing that he was a, you know, he plagiarized, he lied. He constantly just told fables, just made things up about his childhood and where he's from. And there's just too much history on this guy for being a fraud to believe really anything that he says or does. The most stunning part of this entire document story, now that we have learned the latest documents the latest documents from Biden that he stole and had in his possession, the classified documents, were from when he was a senator. They predate him as vice president. It's when he was a senator it was one of these, in one of these skiffs, right? The security room, the skiff. You don't take your staff in there. You're the senator. You get to go in a very small room with a small select group of people and see very important classified information. Your chief of staff doesn't go with you. Your media people don't go. Nobody goes in there with you. You go alone as the senator. When you go in the skiff, when you go in that secure room to be debriefed on something and and told exactly what's going on and handed these papers, and he took them out. He stole them as a senator. There's no, there is no possible blaming anyone else when you have documents from a skiff. You, there's nobody else to blame. It's just senators and congressmen and, and authorized people in there. You're going to, you're going to, what are you going to do? You're going to blame another senator for stealing it and then giving it to you and say, hey, take care of this for me at your house. I'd like to hear that tale. I mean, this guy's unbelievable. He's a serial 
classified document thief. And the most appalling part of all of this is just a few short months ago, he sat there on 60 Minutes and just destroyed Donald Trump and said, I can't imagine what he was thinking. This is very serious. It's, you know, like this is the end of the world that Donald Trump has a couple of pictures with Kim Jong-un or whatever at Mar-a-Lago and the things that he had. I mean, it is just appalling how low the Democrats are. What complete and utter frauds and liars they are on all this stuff. And poor Corinne Jean-Pierre has to go out there every single day and try to deflect. She tried to read about this topic and she botched that. So then she moved on and started reading about what? What would you have KGP do if you're Joe Biden and the people close to him, his chief of staff is bailing ship on him. The chief of staff coming in is a disaster. He's done everything wrong his whole career. He was in charge of rolling out Obamacare, which was a disaster. He was in charge of the coronavirus response, which was a disaster. And now he's going to be in charge of the Biden presidential disaster. Boy, that's a loyal soldier right there. If indeed that's what he's doing, that's a loyal soldier that's going to take on this sinking ship to go in and be chief of staff. I'm not sure I'd take that job right now. But what do they tell KGP to go out there and do? This is just classic. You may not have caught this. You may not have seen this on the news. This is unbelievable. They send her out. She starts reading from her little booklet, which she has a really difficult time turning the pages. Uh, whether it's the wrong binder, I, I don't know. She tries to read it, and she bobs her head down and to the right, and then she can't read it, and, and it's a straight read. She's not looking up. She's not communicating. She's sitting there trying to read, and she's still stammering around and can't form a sentence. She cannot read out loud to third graders. The White House press secretary, you would not invite to your grade school to read to kindergartners. She can't read a sentence. She stutters and stammers through it. And what does she bust out out of this book? The Republicans are voting to raise gas prices. <laughs> oh my God. This is their deflection. You know, they wanted that misinformation and disinformation board. You know, this is what they want. The Ministry of Truth, they tried to put that together. I think, again, this is another one of those classic examples. We need it, but we need it because of them. <laughs> the ideas they have are really good ideas to check themselves. But, the, of course, that's not what the, the Ministry of Truth would do or the disinformation or misinformation board. But, my God, how much... A bigger lie, how much more misleading could you be to the American people to stand there while this president is on the ropes telling the American people that Republican, oh, the Republicans have the House now, they're voting to raise your gas prices. They're voting to raise your gas prices? What? I mean, what? And the problem is, all these 23-year-old college graduates these rich white kids believe this crap. They hear it and they believe it because their dad's a Republican and they don't want to be a Republican like their dad. I went to college. They're, they're enlightening me. They've taught me all this really smart, important stuff. I took science classes. God. The Republicans are voting to raise gas prices. Okay. See, gas prices are going up at the same time Biden is on the ropes. And they know gas is a sticky Sticky issue with the American public. More than eggs. People can pass on eggs. 
Eggs go up to $9 a dozen. People are like, you know what? We're going to take a few weeks off from eggs. <laughs> We're just out. And the demand will go down, and so the price will go down. It will. That's the way it works. There is no such thing with gasoline. People have to have it. It's the way they live their lives. It's like, what if it was expensive to take a shower? I mean, I'm still showering every day. I don't know about you. I'm not going two or three days without a shower. Not in the cards. Maybe in the summertime, if I went up to the pool, the water felt especially clean. I come home and I'm like, ah, I still don't like that chlorine on me. I got to shower that off. I got to shower that off too. This is how they deflect. Man, this president is in trouble. I mean, seriously, can we regulate this stuff? I mean, here's, here's, here's if you take one thing away from how bad this is, and communication is my business. If there's one thing, I'm just a guy living in Lenexa doing a podcast every day. I know I could do her job better than she does. I know it. I know I could do that better. Now, it'd be hard to go out there and read the Democrat talking points, but I know I could do that job better. If you just take one thing away, here's how bad I think the Biden administration is in communicating. And unfortunately, it doesn't matter because there's such a built-in, ingrained into their brains, left-wing vote that they still get all these votes and people vote for them because they think the free stuff's coming and that these people are more virtuous and they're going to take care of us. So in the end, I guess it doesn't really matter. And that's how you become this sloppy. That's how you feel like you can steal these documents. You can hide them out. You can criticize others for having them. You can blame Republicans for gas prices. You can lie, lie, lie. You can do all this stuff. You can stutter. You can stammer. You can try to read from a book and fail. And in the end, it probably doesn't matter for them. That's why they're so bad at all this. But I want to put a headline on this for you of how bad she is at her job and how bad their communication staff is. I only ask one thing of these people. Please, I will pray on my knees tonight before I sleep. Please do not let Karine Jean-Pierre read my eulogy. Please do not let her speak at my funeral. That's all I ask. That's, that's not too much to ask. Please don't let her go up there. Look, I got a couple of kids that, that probably won't do real well. I got one that would probably do great. I mean, but would get nervous and whatever. And I've got friends that would maybe do okay. If it was my siblings, none of them would feel comfortable doing it. I got people in my life that are not going to feel comfortable saying anything at my funeral. So I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be about my kids, I would think. They're not going to be comfortable, but my God, every one of them would be better than her. Every single one of them would be better. She can't get through a sentence. These people are so bad. This White House now saying it will cooperate with, quote, legitimate, unquote, oversight from the Republicans in the House. The Republicans are coming after him. And I'm not sure this is the right thing to do. I, I know the, the playbook in politics is, Get the other party any chance you get because everyone else will have to wear that. I'm not sure anybody's wearing anything, Joe Biden. No, Joe Biden's cologne stinks so bad, it's not going to rub off on anyone else. There is no other candidate you can attach to Joe Biden at this point. There's nobody. You can't do it with Newsom. You can't do it with Michelle Obama. You just can't. You can't attach it. He's, he's too awful on his own. His stench is so bad. It's such a unique stench. You won't be able to smell that smell on anyone else. 
It's too unique. But the White House is saying they will cooperate with, quote, legitimate oversight. Really? So the White House is now going to decide when Kevin McCarthy puts his guys together and Jim Jordan comes after this president over these classified documents, they're going to decide what legitimate oversight is and whether or not to cooperate with it? Oh, I feel really good now. They really believe they have... They really believe they have executed the socialist takeover of this country. They believe they have it. They believe they're completely under control. They're never losing an election. They have it all. They're in complete power forever. The virus, you know, probably moved up their timetable by 20 years, and it's all sitting right here for them. And are they going to blow it, or do they have it? I don't know. I've told you, and I continue to be completely freaked out and scared to death that the socialist takeover of America becomes complete if Michelle Obama's president. It's over. They, They will implement everything they need over eight years for a complete takeover of America if she becomes president. They will. It will be their goal, and they will do it because they're good at it. And it's not stuff that we do. When conservatives or Republicans get in charge, it's not stuff we think about. We don't think about how do we fix the government and hire all these people to run this thing like conservatives and take over the voting apparatus and all these other things. You know, there's a, I was saving this for a little bit later, but it's so funny because again, everything they talk about Republicans doing is what they are doing. It's not guilt. It's let's, let's put this on the other party. So when we get caught doing it, it doesn't stick. Okay. It's already been out there. Like, oh, the Republicans, we threw this at the Republicans stuff that they were not doing. We normalized that. So now when we do it, it's okay. And this is the classic example of what they're doing with voting in this country. The Democrats got the Major League Baseball All-Star game moved, moved out of Georgia, out of Atlanta to Denver. Do you remember this a couple of years ago? They got it moved white. Why? Because of the Voter Rights Act that passed in Georgia. People on the left said it was racist. They're moving the all-star game. They got that done. The Voter Rights Act racist. Well, here is the sledgehammer at the end of all this. This has been a couple of years ago. University of Georgia, reputable university, leftist, going more left every day like every other school, but a leftist university that's legit. They set out to do a poll, and you know what they were setting out to do. When I tell you what this poll was, you're going to know what they wanted. They just didn't get it. And God bless them for releasing this because this is the, this should be the biggest voter suppression, voter rights act. This should be the biggest headline story anywhere in America about voting in the United States and about racism in the United States and about where we are as a country. University of Georgia polled blacks in the state of Georgia you're, you're about to wreck your car. Slow down. Pull over. I'm telling you right now. They polled blacks in Georgia and asked how many black voters had a bad experience or any difficulty voting in the state of Georgia. I want you to think about all the polls that you've ever seen, all the poll questions. And this was part of a bigger poll. There were other questions being asked. But of the people in the poll that were black, zero. of black voters in Georgia in November of 2022 
had a problem or a bad experience voting in the state of Georgia. Zero. Not 20%, not 15%, not even 5 Zero. There is no voter suppression in Georgia. Not one black person in the poll said there was any issue voting in this state, that I am living here freely of my own will and I voted with ease. These people, I mean, I, I, I hate the idea of the Ministry of Truth, the disinformation or misinformation board and all these things. My God, wouldn't it be great to have that on them? How is this legal? How is it legal to go out and lie and mislead the American public and manipulate the American public through big tech, through these statements, through these, I don't even know what you call these things, these voter suppression acts, not, but not just, it's every issue. They just lie, 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 and people believe it. It is shocking to me that people believe that there is racism against blacks in voting in this country. I want the proof. I want one voter who was denied the opportunity to vote. I want to see, I want to see a line of people picketing or, or protesting and saying, this one black person right here in Atlanta went to the poll and it was racist and they wouldn't let him vote. He can't vote. She can't vote. They can't vote. I want to see those people. They don't exist. How does this story get any traction? And how, my God, how do people believe it? We now have a poll. Zero. No, there's no zeros or 100s in polls. Those are not allowed. That's not allowed. 90 and 10 aren't allowed. Everything's got to be in the teens or the 80s at worst or best. Zero percent of black voters polled in the state of Georgia by a University of Georgia poll had a bad experience or any difficulty voting. None. And so what's their next move here? They're trying to get onto gas prices. They're trying to get away from Biden's scandal. Now they're trying to move off to the FDA and they're wanting to talk about COVID again. But this time, it's good, good COVID news. Now they're putting out there, they, they want you to keep your eye on this. This is good. We're going to treat COVID going forward like the flu shot. So all you people that love getting jabs, good for you. Maybe you have immune problems. Maybe you have a health issue. Everybody's got the right to go get a flu shot, get a jab, whatever. Take the COVID shot. They're now saying it's just like flu shot. It's going to be a once a year deal. We'd appreciate it if you went out once a year and got your COVID shots. COVID forever is what it is. So along with the recommendation by the FDA to get your flu shot every year, now they're saying get a COVID shot every year. That's just for big pharma, folks. I'm just going to tell you right now, there is no benefit to this anymore. We've all had it. We've all shared it. There's shared immunity around the world. Is there another strain that could be deadly? Of course. Anything could happen at any time in our lives. It doesn't really exist at this point. We've all got it. We've all had shots. We've all had immunity. We've all had COVID. Our bodies have reacted. This is what human beings do. Our, our bodies are just amazing at what they do. Natural immunity is a remarkable thing, and it is set in. And so now the FDA in America is recommending that, you know what, treat this like the flu. If you want to get a shot once a year, go get it. We recommend that you do. But they've also recommended to get flu shots, and I've never taken one. You may have. Clearly, you're right. I've never taken one. I used to hear people say, oh, they felt sick and lackluster and stuff. Why would I put that in me? I don't know if I've ever had the flu. I, well, I do know that I've had the flu, and here's how I know. At some point, I had some sort of flu virus in me, and 
got immunity. Uh, not to all of it. I could certainly get the flu still this winter. I'm not saying that I can't get the flu. I just don't get the flu. Why don't I get the flu? I don't get the flu because my body's taken care of it. I'm blessed. I'm, I'm, uh, but like most people that are healthy, you're blessed. Your body takes care of these things. We just, there's not one size fits all on any of this stuff. And it's the way the Democrats treat everything. Everything they do is one size fits all. Everyone has to live this way. That really is who they are and what they're about. There is only one way to live and we're going to tell you how it is. And everything else is unacceptable. It's low class. It's bigoted. It's racist. It's homophobic. It's xenophobic. It's all the phobics in the world. Unless you live the way we tell you how to live. And I'm sick of it, but I'll tell you what, I am thoroughly enjoying watching these people squirm and watching them cannibalize this party is fantastic. Go for Joe, go get him, rip him apart, shred him up, throw him out like chum in the sea. Do it, do it. They're going to, it scares me. I'd rather have him run, but I don't think that's an option at this point. The scary part, the the only thing that matters right now is does can they talk Michelle Obama into running? That's the only thing that matters for them. And they know it. They know she's the prize. They know this. Oof. Wow. We got a lot going on, folks. It's crazy. I mean, Gavin Newsom's wanting to run for president. Here's the latest thing they're doing in California. California Democrats want to tax people that move out of their state. You heard that right. There's so many people moving out. And what they're learning is, it's not the poor people moving out. They have no means to move out. The people that are there getting free stuff, they're not going anywhere. Their voters aren't leaving them. We, we misgaged this whole thing. This, you know, reset of where everybody's moving and going to, they're leaving New York and California for Texas and Florida and making those states more Republican. I'm good with that. I wouldn't live in those states if I was a Republican. I'd be out of there. Find me some shelter. We're definitely, you know, becoming more tribal in this country. We can all see that. California Democrats want to tax people that are moving out after they've moved out. I'd like to see them try. I mean, how are you going to do that? They're also wanting to impose a wealth tax. They have a lot of billionaires and a lot of people in California with $50 million or more. And they want to tax 1.5% annually on your net worth. So if you're worth $100 billion, which there aren't very many people there, but let's just, for, for the sake of the argument, if you're worth $100 billion, the state of California wants $1.5 billion. That's not income. It's your net worth. Now, how they're going to determine this, I don't really know. They're talking about art and yachts and properties globally. If you have a home in the south of France, you're getting taxed on it. That's what California wants to do. They want to do 1% on everyone with $50 million or more. They say it will raise $22 billion instantly to the state. They have a $21 million shortfall. See, they're running at a deficit. So what happens when you run at a deficit? You go broke or you get more tax revenue. So now they want to hit the rich people. I'm okay with hitting billionaires and 50 million plus. I really am. I'm, I'm okay with this. I've told you what I'm okay with. I'm okay with consumption taxes. People then can decide whether they want to spend their money or not. I think we could fix all of our problems with a 1% or a 2% national sales tax and it would be over. We, we, could, we could pay off the debt real fast doing something like that really fast, as long as we didn't spend more. Problem is, if you tax more, you spend more. That's why I'm never for any of these taxes, because they won't stop the spending until we get some sort of a balanced budget amendment. And boy, these red states are doing great. 
The red states are doing great. They have surpluses, cash on hand. California, not so much. And this guy wants to run for president. He's a tax and spend liberal. No tax and spend liberals at North Kansas City Dental, where Dr. Bill Bush and his team were exclusively these TI scrubs I told you about last week. You can get Patrick, if you work in healthcare, did you know you can get these scrubs? They're basically made of the high quality, like Under Armour material, the stretchy titanium fabric stuff. TI scrubs is what it stands for, titanium scrubs. They wear them at NKC Dental and they love them. They're very comfortable. It's almost like wearing sweats to work, but they're 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 obviously perfect for medical work, for health healthcare workers. You should know about this. If there's healthcare workers in their family, have them go to TISCrubs.com. T-I, as in titanium, T-I-Scrubs.com. They have a whole bunch of different NFL players and teams, scrubs that you can get and wear this week. You can get these overnighted to you and wear your Patrick Mahomes scrubs this week for the AFC Championship game as you're working at the hospital or the medical facility. It's a wonderful, wonderful product. These are high-end scrubs. If you're uncomfortable in the scrubs that you're provided at work or you buy at the normal place where you get them, T.I. Scrubs is a better fit. For you and the way you work, if you're in healthcare, TISCrubs.com. The Mahomes ones are really cool. Check them out. Or just swing by NKC Dental and take a peek for yourself because they're all wearing them in there. They love them some Chiefs. 360 Document Solutions, online at 360documentsolutions.com. Your business needs this business to become a better business. That's exactly right. It's what Mark and his team do. They will get you satisfaction. And it won't cost you a nickel. Absolutely complimentary. They'll analyze everything you're doing with your documents and your IT programs and then offer real benefits to your company. If they can't help you and they say, hey, man, you got this nailed, they'll just walk away and say, you got this nailed. Most likely they'll say, we can get you out of the leases on some of this equipment, some of the software and things that you're doing. We can get you into different products that cost you less right now and make you more productive and more efficient. What business wouldn't want to do that? If your business is anywhere in Western Missouri or anywhere in the entire state of Kansas, I couldn't recommend calling anyone more than Mark Lindquist. His guys are, and ladies are just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. 913-745-5344-360, documentsolutions.com. Finch Knife Company is online at finchknifeco.com. I got an unbelievable email from a guy who got a, a Finch pocket knife for his son for his birthday. And the son was just so excited. He's like, wow, I'm going to have to get him more. I'm going to have to buy more. He got the Chernobyl ant. The Chernobyl ant is an awesome tool. I mean, this, this pocket knife is unbelievable. You can see it at finchknifeco.com or visit Shields in Overland Park and see them for yourself. The Chernobyl ant, fly fisherman, it all just kind of goes, it, it needs to be in your pocket in your tackle box. It's a beautiful, it's a wonderful pocket knife. Finchknifeco.com. These guys are awesome. All right, on to sports. Here we go. Patrick Mahomes update. We'll probably do one every day. There's not a lot to know here other than Mahomes is playing Sunday. It will be the shocker. This would be the most shocking story in sports in America in 2023 if Patrick Mahomes does not start the game Sunday. Let's revisit this. In 2019, Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain after playing the Jaguars, oddly enough, on his left ankle. Not this ankle. This is the right one. On his left ankle. That was 2019. He didn't miss any time 
Andy Reid said on Monday that high ankle sprain was worse than this one. Mahomes didn't miss any time. The following week, he started against the Raiders. Mahomes threw for 443 yards, four touchdowns, and they scored 44 points. That was seven days after the high ankle sprain on his left ankle. Now, big difference between right and left? Yeah, there is, because the right's the one you plan on to throw. So, yes, there is a difference this time. Reed says Mahomes is doing okay. He's doing a great job with the treatment. I always like when I hear this. We overreport these stories in sports. Just cut into the chase here. This stuff gets overanalyzed and overreported. When you hear that an athlete is doing great with his treatment, does that mean he sits still on that little table while they soak it in ice and doesn't complain or listens to music and leaves people? How do you do well sitting with doctors? I'm I'm always curious about this. He's doing it. He's really working hard at his treatment. Well, no, the doctors are working really hard on the treatment. He's just doing what they tell him. This will be the easiest week he's had in a long time. It's going to stink. I'm sure they've got it in an air cast and stuff after the treatments each day or multiple times a day. And I'm sure he's doing a nice job at home when he goes home at night and say, hey, do this before you go to bed. And he is. But working real hard at treatment, that's a pretty low bar. That's how we know we make too much of sports. You got an ankle injury and a doctor tells you to do something and you're a professional athlete, you do it. And it's not hard. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's not hard. And by the way, if if he wanted, they would send somebody to his house to stay there all week and wake him up at 3 a.m. if he needs to for another 30 minutes of icing or treatment or whatever it is that they do. They would be more than happy to send someone right to his house and do it all for him. I love that. He's, he's doing great. He's working really hard at his treatment. Good work, Patrick. I'll pat that kid on the back for a lot of things. <laughs> but... But having a bad ankle and doing what the doctors say isn't one of them. That's just expected. But it's all good news here. The only thing that's never happened in Mahomes' career, he has never played without practicing. It's sort of an unwritten rule in the NFL. If you don't, if you're too hurt to practice, you don't get to play. The last guy, I, the guys I really remember that did that and got away with it with the Chiefs, and I'm sure there's been a couple of since that have, have done a little bit of this, but Derek Thomas and Neil Smith were famous for it. They just took weeks off, and for some, Marty was it, Marty was an interesting coach. It was pretty obvious that he had favorite players, that not everyone on the team was equal. It was pretty obvious. And Derek Thomas and Neil Smith didn't like to practice. They loved to play. And they did that a lot, but Mahomes has never done this. So he has never played in a game without practicing the game plan. Reed said, look, we, we know all the plays. It's just the ones we picked this week to put in the game plan for this opponent. Chad Henney's going to execute all of them. There, he publicly said there's no difference here for Henny or Mahomes. The game plan is the same, and the practices will be the same this week. So for the other guys on offense, it doesn't really change much. They're going to prepare the same way, and for what the defense sees, they'll see the same thing. So everything's pointing up. It's only Tuesday. The game's a long ways away. He's going to play, and I feel pretty good about where they are. Sports on KKHI is proudly brought to you by Cross Kitchens KC, Kansas City's remodeler. If you agree to a contract on a remodel by January 31st, you get free countertops. No stuff. This is only through the end of the month. You've got about a week left to contact crosskitchenskc.com. Just call Tim up or go on and email him from their website. Take a look at their portfolio there. I, I strongly recommend that. Set an appointment and say, I want free countertops, and you're in. By January 31st, 
crosskitchenskc.com. This is their slower season. They like to get people out working real fast here before people get motivated later in the year. So there it is, crosskitchenskc.com. Free countertops right now. MyPillow.com. If you're ordering from MyPillow, please use the promo code KKHI. Whether you're looking for slippers, pet blankets, premium pillows, body pillows, mattress toppers, mattresses, sheet sets as low as $29.99, it's all at MyPillow.com. Get your best night's sleep with MyPillow.com slash KKHI or call 800-923-9034. That's 800-923-9034. It also applies at MyStore.com slash KKHI. That's MyStore.com slash KKHI. They got all kinds of products and services there as well from great conservative businesses. It's sort of like the KK list, only a little bigger. MyStore.com slash KKHI. Okay, Kansas has lost three basketball games in a row. And it is big news when they do. It is shocking news. It's happened before, but not very many times. Bill Self has never lost four games in a row at Kansas. Been there 20 years. Never lost four games in a row. They play at Kentucky on Saturday night, where Oscar Tshiwe is a beast. A player of the year. Um, they got so much size at Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky's that good. We know they're not that good. They're not a typically great Kentucky team. But they present a size problem for Kansas that it is so unusual to watch. And watching this game against Baylor, you know, we've seen it all year, but Kansas has been so good they've won games, and they almost did it again last night. They were down double digits in this game. They were down seven at the half. Then I think it quickly went to nine or 11. They were down. They storm all the way back at about the seven, six-minute mark, seven-minute mark, and take a one-point lead, and you're like, wow, Kansas is so hard to beat. They've got, they've got issues. They're not a perfect team. They're not a great team, but my God, look how hard they are to beat. And Baylor had to do it again, and they did. They had a couple of old-fashioned three-point plays in there. After Jalen Wilson hit a three-pointer to give KU the lead, Wilson had 23-5. and five. Grady Dick was the leading scorer. It's a terrific freshman. Wow. 24 points led the way when they needed him most. McCuller was good. 14 points, 12 rebounds. Problem is, Kansas just doesn't have enough size. Bill Self, after the game, says, I mean, this is not the game to get on him about. We played well except for the rebounding. 17 offensive rebounds for Baylor. What's the difference in this game? Baylor doesn't really run an offense. Whoever has the ball is going to shoot. And they made a bunch in the first half. They made seven threes in the first half. But then they stopped making threes after that. I think they finished with nine, maybe. They made two in the second half. That's nothing. Kansas defense was good. They just couldn't rebound when Baylor missed 1,000 shots. Kansas outshot Baylor like crazy last night. Their offense, you can see it. You can see the coaching. You can see that Kansas is the better coach team. You can watch the game and see it, especially in the second half. They passed the ball. They moved. They created easy buckets. They did a lot of great things in this game last night. They did a lot of things that any team worthy of a top 10 ranking or, or potentially a Final Four would do. They played better defense. They got some steals. They got some blocks. They did a few things, but they just couldn't rebound off Baylor's misses. 
Too many putbacks was the story of this game. So Bill Self says, look, it's going to be a grind. We're in a tough league. We, we just played three teams that could all be in the top 10 in K-State, TCU, and Baylor. And he's right. I guess he's right. This league is a juggernaut. And maybe this is the best league's ever been. Maybe Kansas isn't as good right now because the league is better. But again, we've seen Bill Self lose three games in a row before and turn it around. What years did he not turn it around? So they have a glaring weakness. They don't really have a pounded inside game, and they are not great rebounders. Like Grady Dick gets a lot of rebounds for this team, and he's a guard. Now, he's a big, tall, rangy guard, but they just don't have that. You know, you could sit there, and Kansas fans love to curse guys like David McCormick the first three or four years, but I, I sit there and watch McCormick and go, that's something other teams don't have. It doesn't matter if he's making all his free throws or he's a skilled scorer at the basket. He is a big defender in there, and he's a great rebounder, and it's things other teams don't have. Now, TCU has that. Baylor has that. Kansas doesn't have that. And it's so weird watching Kansas lose games exact, and then say things afterwards. This is important, too. They lose games exactly like teams would lose games to Kansas all these years, where you'd go to Allen Fieldhouse, There'd be three minutes left, and you're up a point. You're like, we got him tonight. We got a chance. We got a chance. And then you don't. And then you lose. And now Kansas looks like that team. It happened against K-State. It happened against Baylor. TCU just manhandled them with their size. Just manhandled them. But these games are looking like all the games people have lost to Kansas through the years, where Kansas was just the bigger team. They had the big studs down low, and they could rebound and block shots and get putbacks and offensive rebounds and all those things. And they're not that team anymore, or they're not that team this year. And it is so odd to watch this. And then they're saying things, the players, not Bill Self. Bill Self's comments were perfect last night. He's right. He said, we played well. This was not the night to get on them. They played better defensively. We scored the ball. We shot 47% or something. They were perfect at the free throw line. They didn't miss one free throw. Um, so they did a lot of things great. They just couldn't block out and rebound 17 offensive rebounds by Baylor was the ball game. But Jalen Wilson said after the game, it says a lot about us that we came back and got up by one. And that is the most un-Kansas comment I've ever heard. And I think if I'm Bill Self and I hear about that comment, I'm going to sit him down and say, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. That is not who and what we are. There is no moral victory in coming back from double digits down and getting a one-point lead and losing. They did it at Kansas State. They did it at Baylor, and that is not the Kansas way. Coming back from double digits down and getting the lead and losing is not the KU way. And I'm surprised to hear that, but, man, listen, we're experts around. If you're a Missouri fan or a K-State fan, you've been hearing this crap for years, right? How many years have we been hearing that? Oh, we fought back. We got the lead. But you lost. You're K-State. You're Missouri. You lost. You lost. You guys know what I'm talking about. Everybody listening right now knows exactly what I'm talking about. If you're a Kansas fan, you know you don't like hearing that because you've been hearing K-State Missouri fans say that forever. Oh, we fought back and we got the lead against Kansas and it really says something that we came back and got the lead. Uh, no, it doesn't. You lost. It doesn't say anything that you came back and got the lead. Win the game. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching the choir now. Every single person listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's not the way the game is played, but Kansas was saying that, and it's a little scary that they were. Bill Self saying it's going to be a grind. Yep, it will be. I I don't know why they don't beat Kentucky. I just don't think much of Kentucky. 
Kentucky's size would scare me. It is on the road. You got a lot of things like that. But the coaching's a mismatch at this point. There's just a lot here. But Kansas will run. Kansas showed almost everything last night they need to get hot and win five, six, seven in a row. They showed it all. They showed it all. They just couldn't rebound. They couldn't keep Baylor off the offensive board. That just couldn't do it. Tuesday night, Missouri's at Ole Miss. They got to win. I don't want to heap too much pressure on Missouri. You got to win this game. Ole Miss is 9-10. and 10. Missouri, you're playing for the tournament. You're playing for a seed. You got to have these. You got to have these. Missouri has to win this game at Ole Miss. They just have to. It's not a good basketball team they're playing. You got to go get that. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, and I'm not saying even the bad teams in the SEC are easy to beat. And There's nothing easy. That's pretty obvious in college basketball. Virginia Tech beat Duke last night. Virginia Tech's awful. They hadn't won since mid-December. Virginia Tech had not won a game since mid-December. Before you even started Christmas shopping, they hadn't won a game since then, and they beat Duke last night. Duke's not very good. Duke's okay. Duke's a tournament team. They're okay. They look like maybe like a seven seed or something at this point. They're okay, but they just went to Virginia Tech and lost, so it's not easy to beat the bad teams. Gosh, I think Virginia Tech was one and six in the ACC going into that game last night. So here's Ole Miss. This is the game you got to go win. I'm not saying it's easy. It's never easy. Missouri's got to win this game. The marquee game of the night is Kansas State at Iowa State. This one's for first place. If Iowa State wins, they go into first place. They'll be tied with Kansas State, but obviously have the tiebreaker at this point. Caleb Grill is not playing. It does not look like. He's not officially been ruled out. He has a lower back injury. And he is their leading three-point shooter, and he plays more minutes than anyone on the team. So Kansas State's, if Grill does not play tonight, that's not guaranteeing Kansas State a win. Iowa State plays unbelievable defense, especially in Ames. Okay, nobody scores. Everybody go, nobody's been out of the 60s yet against Iowa State. So if Kansas State scored 65 tonight, that might be pretty good. That might win the game for him. But Caleb Grill not playing is, I mean, Kansas State is living a charm season. They've had the overtime wins. They've had all these games. Kansas did this for the longest time, and now they're not, right? Kansas lived on the edge the whole season, and now they've lost three in a row. Everybody's waiting for that to happen to Kansas State. I'm telling you, everybody, including Vegas, which ranks the Big 12 teams, odds to win the national title. Of all the Big 12 teams, there's 10 teams in the Big 12 in Vegas. Right now, you want to bet on a team to win the national title, Kansas is favored, then Baylor, I believe, then Texas, then TCU, then Iowa State. Kansas State is sixth in Las Vegas. Vegas has Kansas State as the sixth best team. So this is the, the good part for K-State fans. This is a team that they know they have to go out and prove it every night, that there's still a gazillion non-believers, that they have to go out and prove it every single night. But if you're going to have that magical season, and something really unique is going to happen. And K-State's going to wind up being a high seed, like a three or a four or something like that, if they're going to be that team. And I think they got a lot of work to do myself, even to be a three or a four seed. That's the top 16 teams in the country. This, this is not going to get, this is really hard. They're not even halfway through this season. We've seen what happens in this league. If you want to be that team that has that really exceptional year, sometimes you just need a break like we're playing at Iowa State and Caleb Grill's not playing. Cats will take that. No doubt they'll take that. That gives them a considerably better chance of winning this game. A considerably better chance. Iowa State's tough at home. 
It's that defense, man. They're just a different kind of matchup for a lot of teams in this league. Joslin's Jewelry's at 95th and Antioch. Valentine's right around the corner, guys. Think about Joslin's, will you? When you go in there, say hi to Dave or Cameron. They're great dudes. Joslin's Jewelry is also online at joslinsjewelry.com. You know it's the jewelry you're going to recommend to your friends and family. They're just great folks. They're non-commissioned. It is a family-owned and operated business. They do things the old-fashioned way. I like it that way. And they're experts at what they do. They explain everything to you, and there's never any pressure. 95th and Antioch, Joslin's Jewelry. Mike Robinson and his team at Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick GMC, home of the lifetime warranty. They got a $100 rebate available right now on a set of four tires. If you're looking for service, they have an award-winning service bay there. They will pick up your car. Guys, seriously, take them up on this. If they want to do it, service your car at Roberts Robinson. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? If they're going to come get it from you, take it, service it, and bring it back to you, let them. You know why they do that? Because they're in Excelsior Springs. That's why they do that. Let them do it. Let them do it. They just want you to love them. They just want you to know that our service is better than the other guy's service. That everything we do here, we're going to try harder. And when you're ready for a Chevy, a Buick, or a GMC, they would love it if you bought it there. Or just order it straight from the factory like I do. I had my Chevy Blazer built, waited on it a couple months, showed up absolutely perfect, everything on it that I wanted. Had all the discounts already applied. When I put the order in, you just put a little deposit down, a few hundred bucks to order it. You're not obligated. If the car arrives, you don't like it, they'll keep it and they'll sell it on the lot. It's a great way to buy a car. Get exactly what you want and wait a few weeks on it. RobertsRobinson.com or call Tim at 816-826-1563. Royals made a fairly big trade on Monday. They traded, and it was weird because it's in the division. The Royals traded Michael A. Taylor, their center fielder, to the Minnesota Twins. The Royals got pitching. This makes sense. We'll see how the pitching works out, but one of them has spectacular numbers in the minors and looks very close to big league ready. Left-handed pitcher Evan Sisk is 25 years old, 5-1 last year, 1.57 earned run average. The Twins had enough pitching that they didn't have to bring these guys up. They also get right-handed pitcher Steven Cruz, who's 6 feet 6. He's only 23 years old, had 72 strikeouts in 56 innings in Wichita last year. So you see where the Royals are going here. I, there's just no question what they have to do if they want to keep their jobs. They have to have pitching. They have to draft pitching and develop it. They have to trade for pitching and develop it. They have to sign pitching and develop it. They have to pitch, pitch, pitch. The Royals stink at pitching. They have to pitch. Michael A. Taylor is gone. My mom will not be happy. My mom and my sister love Michael A. Taylor, but they love everyone that plays for the Royals. And he won a gold glove. He's a terrific center fielder and made some big plays, but come on. You just... I don't, maybe I'm old school. I need my outfielders to have a little more pop in their bat than that. Michael Taylor did hit a few home runs, not a lot, a few. But he hit two, he's like a 240 hitter. I just need, if you're going to hit 240, I need you to hit 30 bombs. You know? So I'm cool with this. They lost a little speed. They lost a little defense. But the Royals are trying to add pitching. And I, I'm just agreeing with the strategy. I can't. We watched Michael A. Taylor play. We know what he is. And he's, he's also not young. By the way, Michael Taylor has no future, really. He's 32, turning 33, 32. So get the pitching. The strategy here by the Royals is right. Get pitching. Stockpile everything you can and see if you can win some games by shutting the other team down. I think that's the Royals' 
best chance and probably best thing going forward. For you, your best thing going forward, we had two more people sign up as patrons yesterday. I'd love to have you as a patron. I'd love to have you. Love to have you as a patron. KKHasIssues.com. Click on Become a Patron. We do two to three uh, patron podcasts a week there and the newsletter every weekend. And we do special events. Last year, we had a patron party for the March Madness selection. We'll probably do that again this year. We get together as patrons. There's a lot of people doing business as patrons. If you're in business, it's kind of a business club as well. There's a social network there that you can do business in. It's a pretty cool deal. Love to have you join as a patron. Go to kkasissues.com. Click on Become a Patron. Or just click the like, follow, or subscribe button or find somebody you think might like the podcast. If you just gave us good word of mouth, I'd be thrilled by that. That'd be incredible. Appreciate that. And don't forget, all of our sponsors are at thekklist.com. That's thekklist.com. That's where all the sponsors are. You want to go check them out and support great conservative businesses in our area to provide products and services that you can trust. We've vetted them for you. It is all right there at thekklist.com. And thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 